You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. I forgot what you're saying was for a second. So. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> I was like, geek time, something. That's right. We are going to journey into mystery once again. And this week we have another guest with us. It's like uh, a new guest every week, Mitch. It's like a revolving door. It's, it's amazing that way. I'd <laughs> uh, love to introduce you to a friend of the podcast. Been on a, different, a couple other shows so far. Uh, Jesse, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited to talk about Punishment today. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite all-time characters, Frank Castle. Let's do this. Absolutely. It's good. Uh, so a little bit of background for anybody out there. I've known Jesse for a while now. Um, he had just graduated high school when I started, but we were all theater kids. So we kind of all still ran in that same circle. So it's fun to, it's fun to have somebody that I've known for so long on the show. Dude, like almost 20 years now yeah <laughs> oh we don't talk about that because i'm older than both of you yeah anytime my age comes up mitch gets weird so <laughs> funny story mitch was my boss after high school <laughs> this is true this is true <laughs> fantastic so getting back into other old agent things, we are going to be talking about the Punisher, but the Punisher from 1989, Dolph Lundgren's the Punisher. All right. So oh. nobody told me, nobody, nobody told me that it was a Dolph <laughs> Lundgren movie. So first off, I'm upset that you didn't trust me with that knowledge. Second, why didn't you prep me for that? And third, that just made this movie so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't was, know if there's his... really any way to prep someone for this movie, though. It's there's not. It's something. Was it was it his like master's degree from MIT like that just made it that much better for you? I mean, it's the fact that it's Dolph. <laughs> it's Dolph Lundgren. He's just like, hey. I can't act very well, and I can do mediocre action movie guy stuff. <laughs> uh, that's right. We are talking about The Punisher from 1989 tonight. But first, before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about Marvel Studio news. So Ooh. I wanted to bring up the fact that in a weird kind of turn of about, they've gone and re-released Avatar in movie theaters in uh in china, china. so yep. they are now that movie is back now on top over avengers endgame like is this just going to be a seesaw <laughs> game of the two movies just being re-released over and over until we only watch those two movies till the end of time I yes. just want to point out that I'm a little disappointed it didn't also re-release here because I'll watch the shit out of that again <laughs> Uh, I mean, I I enjoyed it the first time around. I I don't I don't 
participate in the hate for for the James Cameron's Avatar, but uh, I don't know if I would I would be going to the theater to go watch it right 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 now. <laughs> oh, maybe not right now. Yeah, but, I, mean, I think about it. Like uh, we have a drive-through now again in town, so I would definitely go to the drive-through and watch it. I did not know this. Where do we have a drive-through at? The fairgrounds. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't hear about this at all. That's rad. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'd go. I, you know what? That only means that eventually they're going to re-release Avengers Endgame in the drive-through, and I'll go watch that at the drive-through too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm torn on this, right? Because like, everyone's like, "Man, Avatar was so bad," and like, don't get me wrong, it was not the cinematic masterpiece that they were hoping that it was going to be. There, there were some rough spots, but I enjoyed it for its visual aesthetic because it was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's coming from somebody who doesn't see colors well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like the 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 concept overall was really fun. Like the fact of it's like, oh no, you like get this whole new body because like. You're just like, you can choose to just not be you anymore. And it's like, oh, I like that. You get a a whole new lease on life. And sure, it was like space Pocahontas, but like, you know, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, don't re-release it just to take the top spot back. Selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, should those numbers really be going to its box office number? I mean, I guess it's it's technical. It's, hey. It's just how much it made in the box office. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so and, and Marvel Studios released a, you know, official like picture of like in-game logo being snapped away and being replaced by Avatar. So uh, <laughs> they'll 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 keep playing tongue in cheek because you know what? It's Disney. It's all Disney anyways. Right. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> They're winning. <laughs> would would you say it's inevitable? Inevitably, you said it. There it is. Uh, my brother in law chat right here was just like, Avatar was a good movie, but not worth going to the theater to see it again. Avengers, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> see, there it is. I mean, to watch <laughs> Captain America pick up Mjolnir again, like, yeah, uh, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> That's, that's the kind of that's that's the kind of hope that we need right now. Yes. Look, if this Very is what it so. takes to get Avengers released again in theaters, I'm okay with that. Let's keep going back and forth. I'll go and watch it in theaters again. <laughs> you know what? I'll even I'll even take a, a hot stance on this. Ready? Use Avengers Endgame to help the vaccine rate go up. There you go. If you get the vaccine, you can go watch Endgame again in a theater. Free popcorn. <laughs> I like that. I'm all for Every it. Johnson and Johnson shot comes with a ticket. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, but would that go to the box office? Hmm. Fair. That's, nah, a that's, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. So you pay for the ticket and then get the free shot. Yes. Uh, okay. That'll work. That'll work. I mean, that means you're getting the shot for a lot of people a lot cheaper than it would be normally. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bang, boom. <laughs> there. Hi, America. I fixed your problem. Send me more problems. 
It's not hard. Get get the president and get Disney on the phone. Also Marvel. Get them on the phone because I have movie ideas. Uh, and then the next piece of Marvel Studio news is that uh, Kingsley Benadir, uh, who we just saw in uh, One Night in Miami playing Malcolm X, if you watched it, the original, the Amazon Prime video original movie, uh, directed by Regina King, is going to be playing the main villain in the Secret Evasion Disney Plus series uh, that will be with. Well, it's, it's not, it's, uh, it's Sam Jackson and the actor who played, uh, the scroll from Captain Marvel, Ben Mendelson. I knew who you were talking about, but for some reason, and I know this was completely wrong, so just go with it. Um, (laughs) the name sticking out in my head was Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) Close enough. Yeah. Yeah, and I I would watch a movie that's Sam Jackson and Kiefer Sutherland having to either like destroy something, steal something, or save the day from something. <laughs> I think I'm here for that movie too. <laughs> so Kingsley Benadare is playing the main villain. It doesn't go beyond that in in the announcement. It is supposed to be based off of Marvel's Secret Invasion, but in the comic books, that was all about scrolls who had slowly invaded earth by impersonating heroes uh throughout the you know the past uh in the mcu the scrolls are not evil or at least the sect of scrolls that we've seen so far are not evil or bad so do you think that they're going to have him play be playing a, a kree and that they're going to have the kree do a secret invasion because Technically, uh, Marvell, who was played by Annette Benning, was a Cree, and she was sent to Earth to like make a, a weapon for a uh, for the Cree army or the Cree Empire. Yeah, I I feel like that's how they have it set up. But I have a question around Secret Invasion. Okay, because I always get Secret Invasion and Secret Wars confused. Okay. Is Jane Foster Thor, where where was she involved? Is that Secret Wars or Secret Invasion? Secret Wars. Okay, never yeah. mind. The second que- set of Secret Wars. Question belayed. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> when I first when I first saw that that casting though, I didn't I didn't realize that he was going to be playing the villain, and I thought maybe they were going to be bringing in Nick. Fury Jr. I don't know if anybody was reading that comic book when it came out uh, a few years back. Uh, and I was like, ooh, that'd be an interesting interesting casting. But uh, yeah, it's just he's going to be playing the villain. So. Any, I'm any, here for it. Yeah, and, and, uh, and we already like the WandaVision, right? So like we know that they're going to do well with uh, Disney Plus MCU shows. Right, WandaVision really kind of set them off on the right foot for me where I'm like, all right, even the shows that I wasn't too interested in, I'll give you a shot. Cause like <laughs> one division didn't really have my full attention with like at the announcement, but I'm glad I gave it the shot. Cause like, damn, 
<laughs> yeah, that was spectacular. Definitely not uh, something that I thought would be on my radar, but man, completely just they killed it. Yeah, great show, great, great, great all around. Which brings me to my next topic. On the eve of uh, the release of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how how excited are both of you that it uh, in in watching this in a scale from one to ten? Ten being super excited, like waking up on Christmas and finding <laughs> a Super Nintendo under the tree. Hmm. Mm. Jesse, if you would like to answer this one first, I, I'm putting words together. This is one that I, as soon as I got announced, I was already stoked for. So I'm going to go with a solid nine and a half, only because I'm not going to watch it at midnight because I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of those shows where I know I have to wait for my wife to watch it anyway, but we're both stoked. I mean, I was hoping that we were going to see something great. You know, our faith is with Marvel. And based on the trailers, like, it doesn't look like it's going to disappoint. It looks amazing. I'm super stoked. So I, I see it going a very positive direction. Knock on every piece of wood I can find from this point <laughs> forward. But, man, come on. Give give us that good content. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I am beyond excited about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I will <laughs> tell you why. I'm um, here for it. Yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier was my favorite of the the Captain America movies, right? It's wow. fantastic. And if you give me more reason to have him on screen, it's just going to be better. And you pair him with you pair him with uh, with with Falcon there. It's just going to be a good time. And especially because we don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. we don't know what it's about. <laughs> We really and don't. Like, all we know is that there's going to be explosions, and we've seen a couple of the bad guys that there are. But it's yeah, I, I'm not super deep in in Marvel bad guys, so I only know kind of who they are if I'm even <laughs> right in the first place. So I'm just excited to have something that's Marvel based that I'm going into completely blind. Very cool. Now the both of us have been waiting for. <laughs> black widow to come out for just about forever uh it's kind of one of the main reasons we had started this podcast uh do you think there's going to be any tie-in since both both the black widow movie and the falcon and winter soldier show is very heavily spycraft like type of movie uh do you think there will be any crossover Personally, I don't think so. Only because at, in that timeline, I mean, she did. <laughs> she dropped to her death. True. <laughs> so, unless something crazy happens and we see some multiverse action, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was dealing with something in chat there i kind of missed part of the question i'm so sorry no just did you think do you think that i mean obviously black widow was supposed to have already been out at this point but like Mm -hmm. do you think there's going to be any crossover between uh the show and and that movie because of of the heavy spycraft elements between the two 
I think so. It's probably going to be a thing. I still stand by my theory that we didn't actually see the real Black Widow die. I mean, that's a possibility. It's that's, they're they're doing the face off thing. That would that would definitely be <laughs> your your uh, your comic book uh, trope in there, right there. Uh, I think because if I don't know, I think if I you time this out right with. There only being six episodes of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, there could be a big reveal in the last episode that would tie in with the movie that's going to come out right around that time. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I'm I'm still just asking, begging for Black Widow to come out. <laughs> like, please. I mean, I believe Kevin Feige has said uh in recent history that they are not going to be releasing it on disney plus it is only going to be in the movie theaters so uh see it if you feel safe kevin feige come here here. 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 now i understand what you're doing bud but like you're killing me man come on you think think about it just a little bit I'll go see it again in theater. Re-release it. Y'all already re-released Avatar. So like, is it that big of a deal? <laughs> I don't think it is, man. Think uh, uh, Yeah. Right. All right, good talk. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I put in a word, guys. I put in a word. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Black out in two weeks. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um Yeah, so just wanted to get all those those out of the way. Let's go ahead and get into our movie. Now, if you've been listening this season, this year, you know that we are checking out Marvel movies that are not a part of the MCU. Last year, Ian and myself went through all the MCU movies in anticipation for the start of Phase 4. And Phase 4 never started. I don't know if WandaVision is technically the start of Phase 4 or not. Uh, it could be. I think it is now. I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> I, I think in timeline it will be, but if you go and you look at it like universe chronologically, it's not gonna be. Yeah, isn't it timeline chronologically? It takes place before the Spider-Man movie, though. From you're talking about Black Widow, or are you talking about WandaVision? Yeah, one division. Yeah, one division takes place before Far From Home, uh, okay. because it's it's a week after it's the week after the snap. That's right. That's and right. after the end game or the Thanos battle, whereas like Far From Home is six weeks or six months or something like that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like everybody's starting to get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, you're right. I mean, technically, that's so. Maybe that's not. Maybe it's like some kind of weird continuation epilogue prologue thing. <laughs> I mean, if we're getting like other vision, then we have to have an explanation of where they come from. So when he shows up in another movie, we're not just like, wait, what happened to Vision? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. We'll see where he ends up showing up again. Uh, Jesse, we invited you onto this episode because you're one of the biggest Punisher fans that I know of. So what, what is it about, uh, Frank Castle that, that draws you in? 
something about that uh, anti-hero vibe always, uh, you know, drew my attention. Um, I think when I really, when I, the first time I really got into it was when Thomas Jane had taken over the role and just seeing like the trailers coming out for it. Like it was just something to get really, really excited for when I was just a youth. And uh, <laughs> like the amount of action that came with those movies and just how he's such a badass. Like, but with heart of gold. You know what I mean? Like he's he's out there taking down the bad guys and giving them what they deserve, which is another reason why like I fell in love with like uh, characters like Deadpool. Um, because they're going out there and they're taking down evil. And um, just Frank Castle's the epitome of something that, you know, I I really like saying that, like, this guy's out there for the people destroying evil. It's not just a matter of, like, putting him in jail so they can come out again, you know, the Batman effect. This guy is not just KOing these villains, he's erasing them, son. Just where it <laughs> needs to happen. So that that was the big pull for me, man. It's just he's he's out there. It's a revenge story where he, he doesn't mess around. Like he's he's gonna get you. And he was making these guys piss their pants. <laughs> to be oddly uh, like oddly enough, he's the more personable like Rorschach. This <laughs> <laughs> is true. I don't. I don't know. Does does Rorschach kill though? I don't think Rorschach. Oh kills. yeah, that's that's his whole thing. Does he? His whole thing <laughs> is like, I'm not going to send you to jail because you're just going to get out and do it again. Yeah, uh, um, it's perfect. been a while. Um, yeah, and he'll. I guess he'll send some people to jail because when like he went to jail, the whole like I'm not locked in here with you. You're yeah. locked in here with me. That's right. That whole thing happens. So apparently, like he has sent people, but like he takes the whole like judge jury at executioner role very seriously <laughs> like i feel like it depends on the severity of your crime like if if you jaywalked you know <laughs> and frank castle comes up to you and just lights out i would have a little bit of an issue with frank castle <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of revenge films and i know this is kind of a a, a distraction um but it made me think, like, who who would win in a fight, the Punisher or John Wick? Ooh. It I depends. Can't... How many dogs has Frank Castle? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that Frank Castle wouldn't kill a dog, right? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the question: um, How recently did Frank Castle's family die, <laughs> and how? How close to relation is Frank Castle to the dude that killed John Wick's dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we got the boogeyman against the guy who at one point becomes like the universal ghostwriter. Uh, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's right. Cosmic Ghostwriter versus Baba Yaga. So <laughs> I, I want I want to give it to John Wick, but like, have you seen what he did with a pencil? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel I feel like the Punisher has the more training. I don't know why. But I just maybe it's after it's just because there's so much more material out there with the Punisher than there is of John Wick. But uh, I think it I think it'd be a pretty 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 close fight overall. 
Now I'll, Does John I'll raise Wick you have this. his instead of suit? <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> now instead of a versus movie, how about a buddy cop movie between these two? Huh? I mean, no one lives; everybody dies. <laughs> I don't so, see the but problem. At that point, who's the loose? Who's the loose cannon cop on the edge, and who's the cop that plays by the rules? Neither. <laughs> you, uh, then, then you just end up with the, the. Then you just end up with the Rock and Sam Jackson from the beginning of the other guys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. You're describing also, dreams, I, man. I just want that movie. Also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of uh, uh, bulletproof suits, there's no skull costume here. Like, how did how did they make a 1989 Punisher movie without the skull? Like, it's the Punisher. It's you don't make a Batman movie without the Batman symbol, which Michael Keaton's Batman came out in 1989. Also, <laughs> I, it's funny because I, I think there were more Spider-Man logos in this movie than there were Punisher logos. <laughs> Um, I think the only skulls you see like are on the the knives yep. uh, uh-huh. that are thrown. Only, so only knives. Only reason why you know it's Punisher it's because it's the knives. <laughs> How many of those knives does he have? Because it feels like every time he uses one, he never goes back and gets it. <laughs> and he shows up in the well, next scene with them in his boots again. <laughs> He's just he has stockpile <laughs> in, man in preparation. Yeah, in preparation for this, I was telling Mitch, I was like, I had no idea that boot knives were so popular back then because I felt like every other scene there was another boot knife. I mean, I think he, he's, the movie starts off with him like kicking a person and with the knife in his boot and then killing them like yep. that way, right? Yeah. It's 100%, yeah. Well, you see, the thing is, is that when you're going to get something custom made like that, you have to buy in bulk. It's the only way that, you know, the pricing makes sense. <laughs> So uh, that yeah. makes sense. So when I go to order all of my boot knives, <laughs> I need to order in bulk and they're all going to be me going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I actually, I would change it from boot knife to hair pick, like with your face Ooh. on it. There you go. So uh huh. And maybe we, and we could talk about this more in a little bit when we get further into like the synopsis of the movie. This movie made me consider getting my ears pierced to be able to wear like cool, like kunai earrings. <laughs> uh, I still is, have my ear pierced for is, that reason. <laughs> is there a possibility in any world that you can throw those earrings that hard and that fast that someone goes flying across the room and their hand sticks into a wall? Like, I don't know if there's enough force in the world and i'm sorry they were this big little tiny things yeah how is that gonna like pin you to the wall because they were still sticking out of his hand so he's just like ow 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 (laughs) i move it hurts more ow 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 like what is this why don't you go ahead and explain what is the plot of this movie like all of the origin story stuff happens in flashback it is so quick like it's just done and i appreciated that honestly. <laughs> yeah but how did like 1989 audiences feel about that i mean i guess it just gets you right into the action thing it's a punisher movie that's all you need 
Mm-hmm. So people died. He's mad. For He's killing this Mitch. guy. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the reason people watch this movie is for punishment. And punishment they got. The plot? Did. Punishment. That was it. <laughs> that was uh, it. <laughs> there was something about drugs. Uh, there were a lot of Yakuza for some reason. Um, they because it was 1999. Some, yeah. Instead of regular shuriken, they had Nerf balls with spikes on them. Those, that thing uh, was that ridiculous. They, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it even had the little whistle from when, when you throw the football and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, plot. Um, yeah, let's hijack these children from all the mafiosos, and Punisher is going to save them. Uh, yeah, I know that's one fourth of the film. The rest of it, punishment. Uh, that's all I got. I yeah, exactly. That that whole that plot point that you brought up of kidnapping mafiosos kids like happens. Mm-hmm. After two thirds of the movie, like <laughs> they, that, that's not even. I, I don't know. Like you, ha- you're following around this one dude who's just coming back into America, and he's the head of a cr- one of the crime families, and his son knows a sleight of hand trick, and that's it. That's all the character development you get for them. He's a <laughs> right. kid, and then eventually he gets kidnapped with a whole bunch of other kids, and then their par- their fathers die <laughs> because they drank poison. And then, and then eventually, I'm going to use the Punisher, who I assume is dead, to go and get our kids back by pointing him in the right direction. It's like, <laughs> so one of the the no, go ahead, Ian. Like I just, I'm so torn because <laughs> <laughs> the '80s gave us some fantastic masterworks of of cinema. And it also gave us this and Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad you brought up brought up Howard the Duck because what was the one of the biggest points that we brought up when we talked about that one two weeks ago? We had duck boobs, right? <laughs> we had actual women boobs in this movie, like bare naked right. boobs in this Marvel movie. Like I understand it's it had to have been rated R, right? This movie was rated R. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this R rated uh, movie from Marvel, but like, I I mean, I guess that's just not something I remembered from my first watch. Not that it's a big part of the movie; it's it's kind of in the background of one of the scenes. But it's just like, wow, naked women in a in a Marvel movie. Never going to see that again. Nope. Also, there was really no reason for us to get introduced to the movie. By looking at the Punisher's peach of an ass, and then ending the movie <laughs> with also looking at the peach that is the Punisher's ass, just I mean, as a goodbye. It, well, I, I don't know if you remember uh, Masters of the Universe just a few years earlier than this, but it's in Dolph Lundgren's contract. You have to start and end the movie with his butt. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that if you, makes a lot of sense. If if you hire my boy Dolph. He's not going to show you his butt. That's just not that. That's how it's going to go. It's it's true. It's true. Like, he's just not not going to show it. <laughs> I mean, it's there. Why would you not <laughs> want it to be in the scene? So, I I do have, I have a casting question for you, real quick about this movie. Okay. <laughs> would this movie have been any more successful if instead of Dolph Lundgren, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger play the Punisher? Uh, I don't know. 1980, 1989. 
I, I, I mean, this would definitely have been after Terminator and Predator and stuff like that. So maybe. I think it would have been fantastic. Just <laughs> you think I'm going to go and get your kids back. Uh, no, no way. Not, it's not going to happen. Maybe. Uh, no, more I think about the it, children. Like, how many lines did the Punisher have in this movie? Not a lot. It, it was not very many. It, it would have been the equivalent of Arnold Schwarzenegger's number of lines in, in End of Days. Like that kind of not a lot of dialogue. You grow up and you'll be a good man. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be fighting for you. <laughs> I think the, the bigger question is, is that since Dolph Lundgren's like blonde and they had to dye his hair for this, like when they, I assume when they, when they, when they shot this, obviously we weren't watching stuff in 4K and high definition and all that stuff. Like his drawn-on fake beard looked a lot better <laughs> uh, when it was a little bit fuzzier picture. So would they have had to do the same thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger, or would they have just grown out his beard? They would have grown out or his stubble. beard. And he would have hide that too. Yeah. <laughs> he would have grown it out in like a half day. So <laughs> I, it's all I could look at was like this. Weird drawn on beard, whatever they did a facial a facial close up of Dolph Lundgren. And I was just like and this is bad. <laughs> it, it was it was drawn on in such a way to make him look like gaunt. Like yes. that's where his that that's the skull that they yep. went for there. And I'm like that is a character design choice that y'all made. <laughs> <laughs> and they ran you with know, it, man. You know, when they when he went to go get the kids back, he could have like like done up the skull a little bit more or like when he was operating like in full effect as the Punisher, he could have done up the skull a little bit more, anything like that. That's what they, if that's how they wanted to do that, but they didn't. And I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you both a question. Um, Is it, it at the end of this movie? Is there a, uh, quote-unquote physician that is sitting somewhere with uh, his arms and legs pulled out of his sockets alive? Like, is he alive after that? Like, they walked away with that thing turned on. Like, can you... No. No? Okay. No. No. He was 100% dead. (laughs) He bled profusely after that. I was like, I I get it. He's a bad guy. Just kill him. Don't... That's a terrible way to die. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you live this time. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but then again, we flash forward m- multiple years to the last Punisher movie that came out. What was it Punisher Warzone or whatever? Uh, yeah, where he just like dumped the dude in the glass recycling like plants, <laughs> and that's how we got all cut up. Like, it's very on. It's very on brand to be like. So, uh, I'm just gonna leave you here to lose your legs and arms from a pulling machine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. It, yeah. to, to see someone using the rack in 1989 seemed very, very strange to me. So something that I've only ever like kind of read about, never, <laughs> never seen in action. <laughs> so that was also very weird. Like, if you're gonna make that device, I don't think the the butterfly nut is the best thing to use. Like, because obviously the Punisher Frank Castle uses it to his advantage to take off the the handcuffs to get out. But 
I don't know how he got the other one off so quick. Like, it all happens very quick when the guy walks over. He's like, ah, I got your gun and shoots him and then shoots the other guy and then puts puts the other guy in the in the, uh, in the the rack. It's just, it all happens so quick. I felt that way <laughs> about most of the action in this movie, aside from when he shot up the casino. Yeah. That, that was forever. but i love like okay so one of the biggest selling points for me in this movie one of the things i love is that this movie happened in the era of action movies before guns had weight true (laughs) yeah and it's so funny because <laughs> he's just walking around with this M16 like it's nothing, just like like shooting it one handed like it's some sort of pistol. Han Solo out here getting them, <laughs> and it's just like eh, like sure, like all right, maybe one or two, but like just unloading a whole like magazine on somebody and having it be accurate in any way like that, and he's just like rappelling in with some big like light machine gun. He's just like with one hand on it, like it's not a thing. Brilliant. That peak of cinema, peak of storytelling, <laughs> chef kiss. <laughs> I mean, you can't really, when you look at almost any action scene in this movie, it was something that leaves you speechless every single time. Uh, like when they were in the vents and they see the bad guy and like, the guy's like, I'm going to shoot this guy. It's like, no, man, I got this. Who is going to just look into the hole of the vent when you're guarding nope. a mafia? Nope. He's like, all right, I'm not going to shoot this shushing vent. I'm going to look into this hole right here and then kicked in the face. And it's like, you know, suppose you... I, I don't know if it was stealth, but fantastic. <laughs> That's when you get on your radio and go, hey, there's a dude in the vent. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, it's the guy we're supposed to be fighting. <laughs> and Am I good to shoot him or do I just like what if, leave? Am I just supposed to be like, ah, get out of here? Yeah, yeah, get. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot him. That might be Johnny with my sandwich order. Like he he sometimes ah. like to comes in through the vent. I forgot. Johnny the air vent delivery boy. <laughs> <laughs> DoorDash of the eighties. That's right. Yeah. It's Parkour. The, it's the <laughs> it's the only way you can get a sandwich in the in nineteen eighty nine, so Right. From Extreme Sandwich Company. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Every time you say their name. Yeah, every time you say their name, there's a guitar solo. Extreme Sandwich. <laughs> uh, we have Louis Gossett Jr. in this movie as the former partner to Frank Castle or mentor and... Mentee? Buddy? Yeah. And... uh. And I don't, I don't put the what's the name of the the villain or not the well, he's one of the villains. The the guy. Also, how dumb are you to try and kill the kill Frank Castle after uh, he saved your kid? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like I don't know, man. There's so many things in this movie that's like, okay, we did this to up the action. Yeah, but I, I I'm at a loss for words on that. <laughs> get, this dude has <laughs> destroyed your empire, and you're just like, 
No, but I got him, though. I got him. I have this hand pistol that I'm going to... <laughs> this is I the guy. This. I'm going to wrestle around on the ground with a gun with this guy after I saw him jump through a window and accurately throw a knife into the person holding... Like, into the head of the person that's holding my kid hostage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't how, think I... How do you not do know it. that he has more knives in there? <laughs> what are you doing? And he got up close. He's like, let me... Let me tell you what I'm about to do to you, Frank Castle. You have a gun. Walk on the other side of the room and go, thanks, bang. Boom. And then you double tap him. Boom. To make sure he's Frank Castle. I mean, he was already shot once earlier in the movie and he didn't die. Like he was just, he fell into the water and lived. And he cauterized it with a knife like a badass. Where he's just like, oh, this is going to help all the internal injury that bullet did. It's going. To, it's going to close up this wound, but it won't stop the bleeding inside of me. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just did not seem like I knew. I know Frank gave you that 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 ultimatum at the beginning, or that promise. I guess it's more like, hey, when this is all over, you're dead. Also, like, cool. Probably don't go after him right then, though. Like, get your kid. <laughs> get out of the country. I honestly, I'm sure that if you just left the city, Frank Castle would leave you alone because he kind of just tends to stick to this one city. Yeah, I don't know how Name other people don't notice that. Um, like just oh, he's <laughs> like you know, there's too much crime here. I can't just leave now. I mean, <laughs> in the Thomas Jane one that you were talking about, he does make his way all the way down to Miami, Florida, <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay, Florida. Something Florida, yeah, some some Florida city instead of instead of being in uh, New York City, but more likely, you don't want to do any crime, organized crime in New York City <laughs> if you're in no. the Punisher's universe. No, <laughs> if you're doing organized crime in New York in the Marvel universe whatsoever, you're gonna be dealing with Daredevil. You're gonna be dealing with Spider Man. You're going to be dealing with with the Punisher and sometimes all three of them at the same time. And that's just not a good day for you. (laughs) No. At that point, honestly, Spider-Man shows up, you put in your two weeks because you might get out of it and whatever. Daredevil or Punisher shows up, you're just like, all right, I quit. I'm going home. (laughs) This was a paycheck. I need my spine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hire... Matt Murdock to represent you in court. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you can pay him in fish. Yes. Oh wait, that's that's a future movie that we're gonna be watching. Sorry. I'm I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> and to quote a completely different movie by a different Matthew. That's a lot of fish. There you go. <laughs> so did you know that Christopher Lambert, the Highlander, was originally cast as Frank Castle for this movie. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Are we kidding? I kid you not. You want to know why he was not in this movie? Was it to do Highlander? <laughs> it was not to do Highlander. <laughs> uh, I had it here a second ago. Essentially, um, oh man, wait, let me let me look it up. <laughs> 
while, while Mitch is looking that up, um, I love Highlander. The first Highlander is a fantastic movie. And if anybody says otherwise, we can have a discussion where I tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I love Highlander, so I, I yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna argue with you. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Lambert was uh director Mark Goldblatt's first choice for the role of Frank Castle, but Lambert injured his ankle and was unable to accept the role. Oh. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> you're the punisher, you're, you limp your way in there, man. And you're immortal, bro. You're the Highlander. <laughs> Just like shake it off. <laughs> uh, and like I said, this was director Mark Goldblatt. Uh, do you want to take a guess on how many other movies he's directed? Oh, that's the wrong button. I'm not cheating. Um, looking it up. You can't prove it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with four. You're gonna need to come down a little lower. Uh, I'm one? gonna go with two. <laughs> I mean, two total. He just did. He did <laughs> this movie, and the year before, he he directed the movie Dead Heat, starring Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and then after this movie, he directed one episode of Erie, Indiana, in 1992. <laughs> now that is a prestigious career. I mean, he he. Uh, it looks like he he after afterwards before this and after this he he continued to do editing. He was a he's an editor for the movie for movies. Uh, so there you have it. He he, he <laughs> dabbled in directing, figured it wasn't for him, and decided to go back to editing. I mean or, that's fair. Or once you direct a Punisher movie, you peaked. I guess that's like, true. That, that that could be. That was it. it. <laughs> he already, like he he achieved what he wanted to do. And not only was it a Punisher movie, it's a Dolph Lundgren <laughs> Punisher movie. Uh, this is also true. You're right. <laughs> so you know what, Mark Goldblatt. Power to you, my guy. You 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 reached the zenith of every movie maker's career, and you 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 backed out with such poise and demeanor. And I I, I applaud you for that. There you go. Well done. Uh, what did you think of the Punisher sidekick Shake, played by Barry Otto? I liked him. Oh, that guy. That was something that made me wonder, how did he become the inside man? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who let him in? Jesse, we went to high school with that guy. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, like, I can point to you, the dude from our high school that is that guy, and I guarantee he could just be like, ah, yes, let me into your social club. And they probably would. <laughs> it's like, this guy, you know what? Let me tell you about where we're going to be selling some drugs, man. Right. Uh, I am looking to score some dope, my good sir. <laughs> I where wanted, can I talk here? <laughs> I, at first, I want to know, though, is like, how much time did... Frank Castle take into going to find 
a uh, remote controlled car that could you that could easily like hold a liquor bottle and then find the batteries because you know the batteries are never easy to get to on those old <laughs> RC cars and then you know charge it up for the day that it would need to then drive it out onto the street to have him follow it back to you like that seemed all very complicated <laughs> for just to be like hey wino I have alcohol come talk to me but I thought you knew Mitch that in the knife boot bundle that you order uh-huh it's it's standard that it comes with uh, a plethora <laughs> if you will of those uh rc cars so it's just standard in, rc in, in cars that are specific for car going bottles of alcohol Boom. got it exactly well, because last time I, last time i looked yeah they they come in variety of um cargo carrying needs um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it'll come with a pack of like one or two of the boozy ones you might have one that's like got like a little paper clip on it so you could put cash on it um you know what i want yeah, you, i want you know. the i want the rc like cement mixer that has uh snacks like trail mix in it so that it can just drive over to me it dumps the trail mix into my hand and then it drives away like it's perfect i want one of those <laughs> but the cement mixer is just a slushy machine <laughs> <laughs> much better much better I so like i'm just that. down for that what up blue? <laughs> y'all got blue raspberry <laughs> sorry we only have white cherry i'm upset i know i'm still in <laughs> you know what? i know i stocked this myself but man i hurt myself <laughs> look, you look at yourself in the mirror and go we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> you did this. Yeah. <laughs> you played yourself <laughs> as, as you like sadly pour yourself. <laughs> I'm still in. I still want it. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> so, what did you think of the backstory? And honestly, the only backstory that we got for any other woman in the movie is Lady Tanaka. Of she is so ruthless that she, when she wanted to become part of the Yakuza, she had to kill her own brother, and she did it, like by slicing his throat. Like, what did you think of the, that character altogether? I mean, I thought she was cool. Um. I feel like Tarantino did it better in Kill Bill, but like, you know, fair. I don't know if that's a fair comparison to make, but like, I, I feel mean, like they're very similar. There you go. Exactly. It's, I think, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> like, I mean, the development and the hype was very much this movie. Uh, and. At the point that they were, like, bringing up how much of a badass she was, the fact that she can't dodge a fucking knife when someone crashes through the window was a little disappointing. Um, She is the leader of the Yakuza, sir. And you can't dodge a knife as soon as someone comes into the room? Come on. Well, I mean, someone jumps in, jumps in through the window. Like, the, one, you have time now because they have to come in through a closed window and two you have the night another knife to the kid's throat like you should have just killed the kid right yeah um i'm sorry kid i mean fuck them kids or whatever you know what the saying is (laughs) Uh, (laughs) hey 
hey, that's an extra fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> that wasn't my kid, <laughs> and she knew it. <laughs> Man, uh, shield. She has a shield right there. That's He's not true. heavy. That's true. Huh? I mean, to protect the vital spot. She was also going for the elevator. Like she could have easily just like ah ducked in. I'm good. <laughs> right. You hear something crash, and you know the Punisher's in the building. Fucking duck and move. <laughs> maybe, maybe just like kind of go. Oh no. <laughs> uh, the, the her not to bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger again, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, her death felt very much so like I can't remember which Arnold Schwarzenegger movie it is. Um, All of them. Well, it's the like he's he's in like the the final showdown with the bad guy. The bad guy's like, when are you gonna kill me? And Arnold just goes now and. Just double hand hucks a fire axe and catches him in the head, like in the chest or in the head or the chest, but he like falls out the window and then the credits roll. So that's the end of the movie. That's what (laughs) that would be collateral, where he played a New York City firefighter who goes to rescue his daughter who's been kidnapped in South America. (laughs) When are you gonna kill me? No. The end of the movie. That's what this felt like, the way that she died. She's like, I could kill your kid. And he's like, yeet. And then, like, <laughs> there was no, like, no dramatics to it. She was just like, uh, dead. <laughs> do you, that do was you... one of the most disappointing deaths that I've come across in a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, all of the Yakuza, like, members all died. Like, the, the main members that we saw, like, just kicking ass throughout the whole movie. Like, they all kind of right. died pitifully. Mm-hmm. And, they had such potential. I both super appreciate, but I'm also like, man, that could have been a really cool scene. Um, when uh, Frank and the the mafioso guy walk in off the elevator, and there's all those like samurai, like everybody's training in the dojo there, and they're just like, and just like mow everybody down. First off, I'm everybody. like, that's that's fantastic, <laughs> like that's hysterical. But at the same time, like. You got a cool scene there. <laughs> Did you almost not want to pay the stunt coordinator to figure out this fight or what? And I, I know I, they were running low on the time constraint. <laughs> but they're like, you know what? We still got a minute of Dolph Lundgren, but that we have to show. And it's either the fight or the peach. And they chose the peach, man. It, we're contractually obligated right here. It says, <laughs> it says right here. Uh, I mean, did it did it bring back flashbacks from the 1977 Spider-Man movie with all those samurai-looking guys with the kendo sticks? <laughs> the kendo stick-wielding samurai bodyguards that don't do anything? Yep. Rest, rest in not-dead peace. Like, <laughs> y'all were the real ones. <laughs> these guys are just the real dead ones. Right. How do we know they were actually bad? <laughs> these guys were here on a field trip any one of those Go guys on. could have easily been an undercover police officer or FBI agent infiltrating <laughs> this organized crime unit right <laughs> or you know what the guy the guy teaching them martial arts could have just been like hey I took a gig I'm, I'm teaching people how to <laughs> defend themselves and this guy walked right. in and just started unloading fucking a machine gun <laughs> they kidnapped my kids too man yeah Right? They told me they told me teach us how to fight or you'll never see your kid again. <laughs> I was confused cuz I didn't even know I had a kid, but I'm not going to risk it. 
uh, we now hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now know that um, Marvel Studios has the rights back for the Punisher, and are we going to be seeing uh, uh, John Bernthal back as as Frank Castle? Do you the one you think that, or do you think we're going to be getting a recasting? And if we do, who would you like to see? Uh, I'd be okay with John Bernthal. I think I think he did a really good job. Um, if we do get a recasting, I hope it's not a re-recasting because like Nicolas Cage is right there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ready to scoop up any job. <laughs> right, Nick Which, Cage. Which, by the way, that martial arts versus aliens movie is coming out soon, and I am so hyped yeah. for that Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> did that not come out yet? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I know the the furries one did the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. That one came I've, out. I've not had the the pleasure of seeing it yet. But neither have I. Willie's Wonderland or something like that. I am so behind yeah. on my Nick Cage movies. <laughs> That's because it's, there's one coming out every other week. So hey, the dude is busy. He is. He's got a lot of and back taxes to pay on castles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need y'all. Yeah. I I need y'all to take a step back and take a breath and put some put some respect on my boy Nicky Cage real quick. All right. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna watch all of the movies because I can't help but love them. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I is there anything from this movie that you would love to see in the future phases of the MCU with? Uh, a Punisher coming up. I want to see the Punisher. From this movie? Yeah, this particular movie. Oh, shakes. Give me shakes. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. need some <laughs> elab- like uh, over-the-top, out-of-work actor drunk that need- that just gets Castle into <laughs> illicit places. Yeah, and you know what? If he was still alive, I would say Leonard Nimoy is the dude for the job. <laughs> <laughs> Give me... Give me John Bernthal with more boot knives. I'm in. Like I need boot <laughs> knives to come back. <laughs> I I could see this. I I mean, it's it's it it'd be like um, Kurt Russell from uh, Big Trouble Little China. Also, you know, with the boot <laughs> knives. Yeah. I mean, he also knew how to throw a knife at someone's head that was holding a person hostage, right? Like, <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. skill that you had to have to be an action movie in the like an action movie hero in the '80s. That's true. I, and I appreciate. I felt like that. it was a 50-50 shot that they were going to get him. So, either right. they get their target, or now there's nothing in the way of getting their target. Right? There you go. Right, hundred um, percent. It's a win-win. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put this statement out there with an asterisk, and I'll get to the asterisk. Um, <clears throat> I think if we're going to get anybody that's already been cast in the Defenders, that they like, if they get. If that character's getting a movie, I think that they need to come over and just they did a great job. Minus Iron Fist. That's the yeah. <laughs> we can recast him, or you know what? We don't need to recast him. Just give him considerably less lines. And make him hang out with Peter Parker. Make him hang out with Spider-Man. You know what? You just have the dialogue, hey, he's actually taking care of that company that he's supposed to be running, so yeah, he's not around. Danny Rand's not around. Yeah. Well, he's a gunslinger now, right? Yeah, exactly. He's a gunslinger now. So uh, he's busy. Everybody else. 
<laughs> everybody else can come back because everybody else was fantastic. And I feel like they really got the short end of the stick there. <laughs> <clears throat> Especially stick. He got he got the pointy end of multiple sticks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. What is the action figure besides Frank Castle that comes out of this movie? The booze RC. (laughs) Clap. I appreciate that one. I appreciate that one a lot. Uh, For me, it would be, it'd be Louis Gossett Jr.'s like a hard up cop detective one. Like it, Uh, for me, it's going to be uh, the fun Nerf toys with uh, all the nails going through them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Target practice children. Ooh, ooh, I changed mine. It's a full play set. Right? It's a full play set that you have to buy multiple action figures to be able to recreate the scene because, you know, that's how you make your money. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's the casino scene. It's the casino scene, complete with naked women. Complete with naked women. You know what? I could see them selling this also. (laughs) Uh, There you go. Separately, there's there's the Punisher from 1989. Uh, Did you? I mean, I never asked, but did both of you enjoy watching this movie? Did I like it? Yeah. Did I have fun (laughs) with it? Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> now there's so many different categories that you have to go through with this movie uh one was there enough booty in it yeah yeah, yeah there was uh was there i mean most of it was Dolph a fun time to be had yeah yeah it's pretty much all of it Dolph Lundgren. uh <laughs> was it fucking fun to watch yes it was was it a good story? Fuck no. Fuck no it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so, okay. There you go. Uh, Jesse, where is it that people... <laughs> where is you it all that... see my, my children. There you go. <laughs> Hi. I don't know, children. Get out. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Jesse, where is it people can find you online? So you can find us at Geek Network. So we're at geek-network.com. We're on Facebook, Geek Network. Uh, you can find me, uh, Jesse GeekNet, pretty much on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, other than that, though, I mean, it's not that hard to find. I'm always on the Geek Lead page, uh, loving your guys' memes and stuff. <laughs> so keep up the great work there, guys. Um, I think we're on TikTok now, too, uh, hey. as Geek Network. So if you are into random stuff, we got the random shit for you too. So I just want to point out here, thank you for having um, consistent marketing across all of your socials. Um, <laughs> it's it's very helpful. We we have we have one person who's a, I, I would call them a regular on the show at this hey, point. At this point, yeah. <laughs> and, they, they, they will not get their social act together. I don't, I don't know how to fix it, and it bugs me every single time, and I think that's the point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But like, that's part of the damn. intrigue. you got to find us. <laughs> that's part of the I'm not going to talk to you. 
<laughs> However, Ian, if people wanted to talk to you, how could they find you? Hi. If you wanted to talk to me, well, first off, if you're here right now while we're recording, you already know where to find me. But if you're listening to this in the future, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ianflux. Come on by, play a lot of different games. I've been shoutcasting League of Legends more recently. So like being a sportscaster for League of Legends, it's a lot of fun. It's a great time. So if you don't understand the game, come hang out. I'll explain it to you. It's really like, ah, we'll make it work. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at Ianflux12 and on Instagram at Ianflux. That is I-A-N-F-L-U-X. And on Twitter, I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the number's one, two. Hey, Mitch. I heard that you have a presence on social media. Is that first off? Is that a lie? Second off, if it's not a lie, where can they find you? Also, part three, do we have a Patreon? <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> it is not a lie. I can be found on social media. If you want to talk to me, I am on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. You can find this face and more of this disheveled hair all the, all, all up there. Uh, then if you want to talk to anybody else at Geek Elite Media, it's at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. And if you wanted to check out our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Geek Elite Media. Only patrons get exclusive material that we have on there. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use so that you can help spread the word of our network. I only pirate your podcast, so I'll rate it there. There you go. Uh, it, <laughs> make sure that you come back for the future Punisher movies because Jesse's going to be <laughs> returning with, to, to talk about those ones. And I can't wait. Just <laughs> pirate our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't pirate anything right guys <laughs> i mean i don't know if you really need to pirate a podcast but sure I know it's true, but it's not, at this point it's just a matter of principle <laughs> jokes on you podcast cop you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time this is journey into mystery on the geek elite media network saying always remember to geek out geek out this concludes our broadcast. 